Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is my daughter, Allegra. You may know my mom from the Mom Hour. You're listening to Kid Literate, and on this show, we talk about the books, shows, podcasts, and music that our family enjoys together, plus how we discover great media for kids and how we consume it. We also talk about other fun stuff like board games, tablet games, and movies. Today's episode is all about TV shows we've enjoyed together as a family. This is going to be fun. Come on, Mom, let's get started. Hey, Allegra, it's our first episode of Kid Literate. Welcome, everybody. Yes, welcome. So we have a lot to get to today, and we picked this topic because it's a fun one, and our family does enjoy watching television shows together, but that's relatively recent. Tell everybody how old our family, or the kids in our family are. So I'm 11, going into sixth grade. My brother is nine. He's going into fourth. And my sister is six. And she just finished kinder going into first. Yep. So for us, we're in a really good stage where um, watching a show in the evening once a week or so is kind of a fun way to bring screen time in. We're pretty limited with our screen time normally. So we always look forward to a show together. I would say, would you say we've been doing this for two years, maybe? Yeah, two maybe one and a half. Yeah. So we have some great recommendations for you guys. And keeping in mind that I would say these are elementary school aged shows, you know, as always, when we talk about stuff to watch on this show, you guys can do your own research and check out whether you think it's appropriate. But in general, I think the the shows we're talking about are appropriate for a family audience, like elementary school and up. A few of them might have a few curse words. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. Why don't you set up the first show? What's your first pick? So my first pick, which we are actually watching right now, we just started the first two episodes, is Amazing Race. We watch it on Hulu, and this is a show about 11 teams, so 22 contestants, and they are racing around the world, finding clues and trying to be the first ones to make it to wherever they're going. Yeah. So they have to like do challenges to get their clues. Yeah. It's a scavenger hunt around the world. Um, Grownups for you guys listening, Amazing Race has been on for a long, long time, 12, 15 years, something like that. You can find um, old seasons on Amazon Prime. We found them on Hulu. So they're pretty readily available and it is still airing new seasons. So it just, I think just wrapped up a new season. Um, What are some of the things you like about watching Amazing Race? Well, it kind of reminds me of another TV show we'll talk about later. And I like that they do challenges and they have to deal with things that we have to deal with all the time, like traffic and getting lost in your car because they're driving. Sometimes they're in a taxi, but then also languages. They're traveling all around the world and nobody knows the languages unless like you've studied every language in the world. There's like 17,000. That's not very likely. Yeah, I would agree. I I think that's a good point that kids can relate to the challenge of travel. Most kids have had some experience with going on a road trip as a family or flying, but then this takes it to the extreme because they're on a race. They're, they're usually in pairs um, of, you know, their husband, wife or two brothers or something, and they're having to problem solve on the road. So it can be stressful. I will say that if you have kids who are sensitive to, or you are extra protective of, it's not so much bad language, but sometimes in the stress, the contestants are mean to each other. Don't you think? Like Mm -hmm. they're sometimes kind of, there are a few curse words too. Yeah. Do they bleep those out? No, they don't. Okay. All right. So we, we can't spend all the time on the amazing race, but that is a great pick. Um, it's been on forever, readily available. They have a family edition, like where there are like older kids or there was even a younger kid. Yeah. That was a good season to watch. Okay. So my next pick, and this is one that we also just finished watching and we've watched a few seasons of, and that is MasterChef Junior. It's a Fox 
show, but the um, older seasons, you can catch them on Hulu. Um, it is hosted by Gordon Ramsay. Um, Brian and I used to watch Hell's Kitchen a long, long time ago. So Gordon Ramsay has been a famous TV chef. You might like him or might hate him, but he's been around a long time. Um, and he's got a couple of other co-hosts and it is a cooking competition featuring kids. So this one is very kid friendly, very, I would say, um, even preschoolers could get excited about this because the kids on the show are between eight and 13 and it's a very, very kid friendly show. Amazing race, I would say is a show for grownups that kids could get into. MasterChef Junior is definitely geared toward kids and it's really fun. One of our favorites. Yeah. So Allegra, you like to cook in real life. You like to yeah. bake and you're pretty comfortable in the kitchen. Um, I am blown away by what these kids are doing, eight to 13 year olds. Does yeah. it make you want to get in there and do stuff? Yeah. Often I do feel like, Ooh, I could do that. But most of the time it looks way too hard. Yeah. It's impressive. It, it definitely could get your kids wanting to cook. Um, it has that competitive nature and you know, it is a little bit sad when the kids get sent home. I think the producers handle it well. Um, they, they have you rooting for the kids, but it's, you know, everybody understands that this is a competition and kids do get sent home and sometimes they cry. It's so sad, but, um, our family has really enjoyed that one together. And, um, like I said, that would want be one, I think even younger kids, even preschoolers could get behind. Okay. Why don't you give us another pick? So another one that we did before MasterChef, we're kind of going like from most recent going backwards is the Titan games. We watched the Titan games. It is like meant for bodybuilders, like really, really like strong women and men. Like, And what are they doing? Tell everybody what they're doing. If you've never seen Titan games. So they, the rock, Dwayne, the rock Johnson makes these challenges that he thinks are difficult and he uses to train. And they're like, well, you're racing against the other person. Yeah, so two competitors against each other. And they have the first round, which is a smaller challenge where they're racing against each other. And then whoever wins that one goes to this mountain called Mount Olympus, which is the same every time. You have to like push down a wall, climb up pushing heavy gates like that are 300 so pounds. Crazy obstacle course yeah. meant for bodybuilders, Met right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't. Nope. figure out how to No, you it. described it very well. And the one-on-one, -on -one, like the first challenges you were describing are, the only way I can describe it is they're in an arena. So like a huge arena, almost gladiator. It is like gladiator style. So there used to be a show a long time ago called American Gladiator. And people are probably uh, familiar with American Ninja Warriors, which is another similar thing, but yeah. it's sort of like- But harder. Harder. And, and a lot um, of metal. I love The Rock. Our family loves The Rock. We've yeah. kind of, ever since he's Moana, funny. he's funny. He he does a really great job empowering these athletes. I do think it's really cool to see super strong female athletes on there. I think that's... There was someone who was like a grandma. She was like 63. Yeah. It's very inspiring. There's a lot of good um, kind of character values that come through and the, the Rock makes it really fun. All right. Well, I am going to give a shout out to another... Uh, arena competition show, only this time, instead of bodybuilders battling, it's robots. I feel like if you have not heard of BattleBots, this is going to sound like the weirdest show ever, because every time you describe it, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> so picture the energy of like a wrestling match. But no one gets hurt. But there's no humans, because what is in the ring is two remote control robots, not the kind of robots that are standing up and walking around and saying like beep, boop, beep, like we think of like cartoons. But I, I mean, they're, they're they could like be shaped like anything. Like 
They're little, they're bots. They're little. Yes. They look like a little, like if you, not little, they're big. They're huge. Um, we went to Pic- a live. Yeah, we did. So we went to a live taping of BattleBots. Um, picture like a remote control car, then make it a hundred times bigger and made of steel and designed to like light stuff on fire. And saw through metal <laughs> and destroy the other. So you're trying to destroy the other bot in three minutes. And, and yes. if you don't, there's a panel of judges who decides who did the most damage, um, who had most control during the fight. It, I, it still sounds weird if you don't yeah. know what we're talking about. Um, definitely, definitely if you have builders, engineers in your family. Um, They're like strong women. Yep. There are some females on the teams, um, but you're rooting for these teams of people, but the people are standing on the side and they are remote control battling their creations basically. So BattleBots is a discovery show. I think it's been on for actually for a long time, but it wasn't on our radar till it's on discovery. I think it's on science. It's on. Yeah. We've been able to find it streaming, but it it has been a little bit harder to find that one. Okay. Do you want to set up one more for us? Okay. So the one that we watched longest ago is Great British Baking Show. It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original series. And it's basically adults in a cooking competition. So they have a first round, which is they have a set thing that they're all baking. They're British. So like puddings or yeah, these are very Biscuits. classic desserts. And these are, are maybe not professional bakers, but professional level. Like these are yeah. very talented bakers. They are British, which just makes it fun. And and yes, like you say, the, the challenges are very technical and very specific. Um, they're like given they all a, have to be exact. Right. Like you're going to make this type of pastry and it's got to be exactly 12 identical ones. So it's, it's really high technical. This is not stuff that you're going to turn off the TV and go try and do like, don't try this at home. It's really hard. (laughs) Well, I mean, you could try it at home. It's not going to kill you, but then it would look like that show nailed it, which you notice did not make our list today (laughs) (laughs) because I think it's dumb. (laughs) Um, anyway, I cut you off. So great British baking show. Why do you think you guys liked it? Cause it is a little slower, a little more adult, but there's something compelling about it. Well, I think it's really creative. The final round, which takes the longest, um, is very creative. They usually have like a theme or like they have to make it all out of bread or like it has to be like this, a five tiered cake, but then you can make it look however you want or like make this five layer thing, but you can choose the flavors. It's very creative. Okay. Yeah, I can see that artistic. Um, it is cool. Each time they, um, each time the contestants decide what they're going to do, there's like this kind of cool artistic rendering where the producers will show you what they're attempting and what it's supposed to look like, which that way, if yeah. they f- completely fail, you are not like, what was that even supposed to look like? Yeah. So I feel like I've actually learned a lot about traditional classic baking just because they do attempt these, you know, pretty sophisticated desserts. So that's a fun one. Okay. Well, before we wrap, I want to mention a couple of other shows. And before I do that, I want to make sure you guys know that every episode of Kid Literate will have a list of whatever we've talked about, shows, movies, songs, podcasts, books, um, at our website, which is kidliteratepodcast.com. The show notes for this episode are there and we will have links to everything there. So you don't have to write it all down. Um, But before we wrap, there's just a couple of other shows I wanted to mention. And one was something that we didn't get into, oddly enough. I know a lot of families love watching 
um, The Voice, America's Got Talent, American so you Idol. Think you can dance. Yeah, so you think you can dance. There's a whole bunch of them. Um, and the actually, when you guys were babies, I, we were pretty greatest. into American Idol and So You Think You Can Dance. I think they're great shows. I think they can be great shows for families. So this is not a negative. What we found for our family is that it's a, it's a big commitment. Like the auditions go on for weeks and sometimes it's even two nights a week. And if you get behind, then you feel like, you don't know who the people are. And sometimes it's two hour episodes or back to back two hour episodes. And for our family with bedtimes and homework and activities, we're just not going to be watching four or five hours of TV a week. So I wanted to throw those out there because I think they're really fun to get into. And you could probably, it might be something to fun to binge on vacation if you can find an old, an old season or something. Yeah. So Violet was saying that she wanted just the one where the spinny chairs go around. Like (laughs) once it got past the audition, she was like, wait, I want it to go back to normal. Right. So that is the voice. And those are the blind auditions. If you're familiar is really cool. They are cool. I didn't really like the second part. I like the auditions. Yeah. So those are, those are another good pick. And if you guys have had success watching those as a family, um, let us know. Cause we, we kind of tried and struck out a couple of times, but maybe we'll try again. Um, and the other couple I wanted to mention are ones that we have had fun watching with just Allegra because they're just for a little bit, slightly older kids. Um, and so one is survivor survivor. If is a, I know she's like, that's the one I mentioned earlier. She's, she's squirming in her chair over there. Cause she loves survivor so much. Brian and I have been watching survivor continuously for like 18 years together. It has been on forever. If they're you, like 39 seasons. Yeah, they seasons. do two seasons a year times, I think, 18 or 19 years. So it's been on forever. There are people on the show who grew up watching yeah. the show. Yeah. Um, they drop a bunch of people on an island and let them survive. That's the premise of the show. There's a lot more to it than that. There are um, like challenges and you vote people off at I, the end of each episode. I think it's mostly kid appropriate. I do think you sometimes get into some social dynamics, um, just like Amazing Race with people not treating each other super nicely or being a little bit or catty. Romantic. So a little, sometimes there's a little bit of romance. It's not inappropriate. We just haven't gotten totally into watching it as a family, but Allegra gets to stay downstairs and watch it with us. That's kind of become our special tradition. And the other one more recently that Allegra and I have been watching just the two of us is Fuller House, which I'm sure many of you out there are familiar with. It's kind of the... um, the remake, re, redux, next generation. next generation of Full House. So in terms of a mother-daughter show, it's kind of perfect because, of course, I grew up watching Full House and now there's the next generation. And so that is a really fun kind of mom and daughter sitcom. So Allegra, I think that rounds out our list. Yeah. We got through a lot today. Um, so because this is our very first episode, we would love to hear from you guys. You can send us an email at hello at kidliteratepodcast.com. So kidliteratepodcast.com. So that's hello at K-I-D-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-E podcast.com. And again, we would love to hear from you. So Allegra, before we wrap, this is how we're going to end every show. And it's just going to be to briefly say what we are reading now, the two of us. Um, What are you reading right now? Right now, I am reading through the Little House or written by Laura Ingalls Wilder. And so far, I've made it to Farmer Boy. I'm going to start Plum Creek tonight on the shores of Plum Creek. And those are Again, those are written by Laura Ingalls Wilder, and I think they're they're not quite my reading level. They're a little bit lower, but they're still really fun to read. And A I reread. Ha- it's like a perfect, cozy reread. I think I read them all to you when you were in second grade, maybe? Yeah, second or third. Yeah, and Laura gets older as they move on, so you can kind of 
moves through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, I am reading a novel called Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine. And I like it so far. I'm only maybe 100 pages in, um, but so far, so good. So this brings us to the end of our very first episode of Kid Literate. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, shoot us an email. Tell us what you're reading right now or what you're watching with your family. You could get on the show. Because yes. we're going to end after we tell you what we're reading. We will also say what you're reading. A few people may get on the show. Yeah, that's a great point. So send us an email. Tell us what you're reading and we might recommend your picks on the show. Okay, everybody, we'll talk to you next time. Kid Literate is a production of Life Listened. Our sound engineer is Brian Thomas from Yokai Audio. You can find links to everything we mentioned at kidliteratepodcast.com and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen. Thanks! Thanks!